Open like a case of crabs <laughs> at the Krusty Krab <laughs> with um, Mr. Krabs. Welcome. It's another week. Clancy Brown of Co November. My name is what? <laughs> My name is who? My name is Tika Tika Andrew Jones. I'm a cinephile, and I'm Andrew. I'm <laughs> What? I'm Johnny Ellis. Well, the real Andrew Jones, the cinephile, please stand up. I can't stand up because I'm I've got my legs in a holster for sexual purposes. I'm Starting John- up big this week. I'm Johnny Ellis and I'm movie man. I've made myself a fuck chair. <laughs> You're Johnny Ellis. And I'm movie man. Are you movie man? I am movie man. That's Matt. also the name of the podcast we're doing, which I ask you, I show you films and ask if you like them or not. We are I show you through. cards and I ask you if you like them or not. I also play cards with you and I beat you at cards and then you do the knife gate with me and my fingers are hurt. <laughs> we're at the midway point of uh, Co-November. Co-in-November. Well, we're past hump day for well, Co-November. Yeah. Yeah. It's four. Um, four weeks of Co-in-November and this is the third week, week three. It's been a fun We've taken so We've far. taken a break as the Coen brothers took a break. After the Lady Killers and before No Country for Old Men, oh, okay. they had like three years where they were like, where are the Coen brothers? What are they doing? Right. And they came back with No Country for Old Men. Said, we were making a great movie. Right. Which is true. Um, don't know why they had to say that in the promotional thing. But what are we watching this week? We were watching their follow-up to No Country for Old Men. The film everyone was like, oh, this isn't No Country for Old Men. I don't like it as much. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, you stupid buggers? This is one of their greats. We're watching Burn After Burn reading. reading. Oh, right. Oh, it's George Clooney again. The Clune Dog. The Pitster. The McDormand. Malkovich. I don't Swinson. think I have actually... I don't know. I might have seen this, but I don't think I've seen it all the way through. Well, did you read the script? No. Did you burn it? <laughs> then you didn't uh, okay. do your job proper, like. Uh, do, you, do you know what it reminds me of? The the cover and the, the title and stuff, the way it looks? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very jangly with squirts. What's that goat film? He's just not that into you. No, the, what's the goat's That's film? the greatest film of all time. What's it called? The goat's film. Goats film was it Goats with David Duchovny? Uh, men who stare at goats. Was it Goats with Nick Jonas? Is it is it Men who stare at goats? There's also the Men who stare at goats. Yeah, which is yellow with red titling. Yeah, I think I get the two mixed up, mm. and I don't think I've seen either. Is Men who stare at goats nope. good? No, mm, very disappointing. Very that disappointing. Pits in this one. Yeah, yes. Has he ever been in a Coen Brothers film before or since? Nope. That'll this be interesting. It. This is his Coen. Does he fit in the style of Coen Brothers? When I don't you th- know. When you think of Brad Pitt, do you think goofy weird? Do you think quirky and eccentric? Sometimes. Do you think Cliff Booth? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> he is an interesting actor. Do you think <laughs> The Mexican, with Gore- the Gorbinski's The Mexican? One of the most underrated films of all time. DC Insiders. Don't read the back. Is this a comic book film? Yes. This is this is one of Martin Scorsese's least favorite films. It's a comic book movie. It's it's not even cinema. It's a what do they call it? A funhouse theme park ride. <laughs> is this a is this a DC movie? No. DC Insiders, Warmark, Washington DC. Okay. <laughs> 
the culture we live in, when you hear the words DC, and you don't think District of Columbia, you think Detective Comics. Oh, my God. Oh, could you imagine if I hadn't double-checked that? Could I you imagine if, Ra- if uh, George Clooney would be in a DC Comics adaptation? <laughs> what would that look like? Let's fade to it now. The Iceman cometh. I'm Poison Ivy. Kiss, kiss. Kiss, kiss. I'm Michael Goff. And I'm dying. Aww. In the film. In the film. His character was dying. He didn't die until, what, 2011, 2012? He lived to be like 95, mate. I know, but still. And it was sad when he was dying soon. in that film. And then he kept on living because yep. he was... He was Goff. <laughs> Like Willem Dafoe in a Saturday skate, he was gone. Um, I think I have a feeling I've only seen the trailer for this, and the trailer looked. The trailer featuring the music of Elbow, Grounds for Divorce. All right. On the Mercury Music Prize winning. Burn after reading. So is it. I'm imagining it's a script. That, no, 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 no. You you were saying a script, but I don't think it's a script. I think you were just messing around. I was saying, did um, you read the script to this film? Yeah. And then burn off through. I was just doing a but joke. I was, play on yeah, the I thought I thought maybe the, it was about a script. But no, I think it's uh, uh, government secrets. Someone leaves government secrets on a train. I think that's... And doesn't Brad Pitt find it? Someone leaves it on a train. I think Brad Pitt finds... And then finds, someone was taken. I think Brad, I'm the commuter and I've got to find them all. Get me cosh out. Brad We're Pitt. going on the hunt. Brad Pitt. Find those bastards. Brad Pitt finds the, uh, the secret secrets. documents that were owned by John Malkovich. And Who John has Malkovich. his mouth open right there because he yeah. is screaming. Oh, it's you. <laughs> My name is Malkovich. Don't you forget it. Um, I think he's he's an idiot. That Wait, left Malkovich the, is an idiot? Yeah. In this film, um, what else that left the documents on the train, right? Um, and with strangers because while he was throwing mama because he because it's his own his own fault, yeah. He is blaming everyone else for it. That he's sounds like a proper thing. angry about it, sure. Um, and he's not taking the blame, yeah. I think that's what it is. What's um, T Dog doing? T Dog, Matilda, a little oh. tilde, Swinson, she's probably playing, uh. David Bowie. Um, oh, have you got the secrets? <laughs> I've got to find the secrets in case I go. I think. The I think she's going to be. She's going to be John Malkovich's boss. Hello there. Um, I'm going to give you an in chewing out. George Clooney, I think, is going to be uh, Brad Pitt's uh, friend, who's just there along for the ride. Could they be friends? Do you reckon they could do like a film where they're friends? I don't think I've ever seen them as friends in films before, or hanging out, or doing crimes, or conning anybody. <laughs> I just um, I can't see it Francis McDormand mm-hmm. I get I, just from the picture that's on the yeah. cover here I've got her in a call centre and she's just on the phone like they they, they keep calling like maybe Brad Pitt calls like 911 or CIA and it's what, like, like the help desk. Your, yeah and it's just her on the, it's and she's like she's in Minnesota to, or somewhere yeah she's trying to coordinate everyone to go there and she's she's also speaking to John Malkovich and right she's the know. in between yeah yeah but who's she's got her own stuff really doing. weird call, call centre far away from all the action yeah um, how come Frost McDonald works with the Coen so much do I like her do you reckon 
No, I think they hate her. They hate her so much they put her in yeah. like real, the worst roles. Yeah. That seems right. Yeah. That seems right. Remember she was getting choked off in Hail Caesar? God. I remember Hail Caesar. I remember it was on TV the other day again and I saw a oh bit of God. her. They were watching a film she was editing and suddenly the film stops because her ascot, her neckerchief is caught in the uh, <laughs> thing and she's with the film reel. It's quite funny. Mm. It's a good moment. It's almost like the um, funny moment of the film. I think Brad Pitt's going to die. For wait, in this film, I think he's gonna die. Oh, no, because he's immortal. I was gonna say because I've seen an interview of the vampire. He's immortal. We know that much. <laughs> I think he's gonna get killed. And he spent seven years in Tibet for goodness' sake. He looks still like that. And in my head, I've got something. He's like... gonna get killed in your head. <laughs> I've got something like The Departed, where <laughs> hold up a second. He just gets shot in the head. Not in the lift, but I imagine it's something like quick and just like, oh, fuck, that happened. Moving on, you know. Where's Mark Wahlberg in all this? Hmm. Is he in Boston? He is in the same kind of place as the call centre, but he's in a little office. Like, you've not seen the report yet, have you? No. No, no one has. No? No. Not not easily because it comes like, out to Amazon Prime on the 29th. Ah, uh, it's quite good. It's worth watching. 29th of um, November. But he's in this windowless Scotty Burns office. Scotty report. He's in the windowless office trying to rewrite, rewrite this report and remember what was written in it. Fun fact about uh, Mark Wahlberg in The Departed. Yeah. He's the lone survivor. <laughs> remember but, how Martin Sheen dies in The Departed? No. Thrown off a building. Oh. Like Leo's um, walking and suddenly, oh god, yeah. He's like, whoa. Um, what a great moment. I'm looking forward to this. I think this is going to be fun. I think it's going to be. What, what did we watch first week again? Miller's um, Crossing. Miller's Crossing. I think this is going to be much more oh, upbeat and fast-paced than uh, a, Miller's Crossing and Oh Brother. Where this is the there? shortest of uh, the Coen Brothers we're watching, I believe. Right. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So yes, it's got to be. It's got to be fast-paced. This is, I think, 95, right. maybe 98 minutes. I think it was it maybe is, later than that. It is minutes. Later than 95, I think 2000. Well, yeah, because 95 was the, they're working on Fargo, yeah. It's a way to make 11. <laughs> 9 to 5. Coen Brothers doing the songs of Dolly Parton. Yeah. The ballad of Dolly Parton. She is a girl of constant sorrow. Mm. Are you looking for, forward to Dolly Parton's uh, Netflix stuff? Sure. You gonna watch it? I'll probably watch it because yeah. I'm fascinated. Yeah. Who doesn't love a bit of country? Who doesn't love a bit of Dolly? Exactly. She seems like a genuinely nice person. Shall we go to Dolly World together? Yes, let's go to Dolly World. Shall we? Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Shall we watch this first though? No. Let's go now. Then we'll watch the film on the way back. Alright. And and we'll teach kids to read and give them free books as well. Sure. Part of a literacy programme. Didn't know she does that. She has a literary. She comes over to the UK a lot to. She sings country songs to give to give children who require it. She teach children learning, yeah. reading. She's she's, she's a not great person. That. She's a great person. She is. She's one of those genuine humans. Because she's a country singer. All country singers are great people. All of them. All of them. All of them. Name one country singer who's not a good person. Racist Jim, <laughs> the Satan worshipper. <laughs> It was a bold he day. Is oh, just it misunderstood. <laughs> oh boy. People, Let's not get into this. People are interpreting <laughs> his lyrics wrong. <laughs> he wrote his own genius page. 
He has annotated everything with crystal clarity. Yeah. It is worrying. He knows and, a lot of epithets. And he's come out lot before and said he doesn't understand where the upside down crosses are coming from on his genius page. No, he just didn't put crosses on there that were burning. Yeah. You don't know how they got upside down and clean. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, racist Jim. You are a Satan worshipper. What would you burn? And your burn? crosses are burning after reading. What would you burn after reading? I'm doing a physical bit right now. Yeah. Doing a physical bit. It really works for podcasts. Yeah. Oh, perfect. I just realised it doesn't work for anything. <laughs> no. <sighs> Hatchet job. Wow. That book made you famous, right? We're not talking about that. <laughs> We're not talking about that. Uh, what would I burn after reading? What would you burn after you've read it? It. Wow. I mean, that's a lot. But that's going to keep you if you if you stoke it yeah. properly, you will be warm all winter long. Yeah, that's why I'd do it. Mm. That's why I'd burn it. Good bit. It. <clears throat> I reckon this thing that they're burning is one page, one sheet. It's a one sheet. It's a one sheet. Oh, blimey. Yeah. It's a big poster of them. Yeah. We don't like this marketing campaign. We're going to burn it. Yeah. After we've read it, of course. Made sure it's fine and gone to our agent and said the contracts are clear. I'm excited. Are you? Yeah. Are you? I am. Cool. Really excited. Let's go watch. After reading. Medola found, like, this CD just lying in a locker. On the floor there. Yeah. And it's these files, man. I'm not comfortable with this. It was just lying there. You should put up a note in the ladies' locker room. Put up a note? Hello? Did anybody lose their secret CIA stuff? I don't think so. Osborne? Osborne Cox? Who am I speaking to? What you're engaged in is blackmail? I'm a mere good Samaritan. Who... Give me the CD or bust the one. money! You're part of a league of morons. You can be a spy too, madam. I am very surprised you did not give us that reward. What is it? What is it? Yes. interface with the FBI on this dead body. No, no, God, no. Burn the body. Get rid of it. Okay. That'll give him something to think about. <laughs> Don't. What does it all mean? <laughs> not it's all it, not to do it again? Pointless. Oh my god! Um, I remember when No Country for Old Men came out, and people were like, "Well, this is kind of a you know, a downbeat, dark piece of almost nihilistic cinema." Yeah. And then this came out, and no one knew what to do. And this was actually the the dark, downbeat, nihilistic one. It just also <laughs> has to be a raucously funny comedy. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> nothing matters. Nothing needs to happen. Yeah. Everything is miserable when life goes on. It's just such a ridiculous set of antics. 
Yeah. <laughs> Hijinks. Yeah. <laughs> um, tell me about the first time you saw Burn After Reading. That would be in October of 2008. Right. Upon its wide release in the UK cinemas. <laughs> Opening weekend. Packed house. Very little laughter. Yeah. People were confused. It was... I- yeah, I, it I was the get era that. when people, you know, after No Country had swept the Oscars and become this thing. It's like, oh yeah, we love the Coen Brothers. We remember the Coen Brothers. They make these dark, gritty films like Fargo. <laughs> oh god! So they went into oh, this one thinking they've got Francis McDormand back, right? Yeah, so it's like that. But you know, it's like well, No Country, and this is their follow-up. It's also going to be dark and gritty. I know it's got a weird trailer to it, but I think it's going to be darker and grittier than then they're letting on. <laughs> and oh, what it has my. is a fuck chair. Yep. Um, <laughs> I was howling in the aisles. You know, about a about. third of the way in, yes. I started thinking to myself, I wonder if this is going to be some sort of commentary on um, the war against terror post-9-11 and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> wow. And and then I just gave up on any ideas of it being... Well, it's about, you know, bureaucracy. The inability of bureaucracy and red tape and everyone's... Confused. You can be a spy too. Yeah. Being the perfect wife. Because, um, hey, it's the Coen brothers do a Bourne movie. I would have liked to have seen more... <laughs> I would have liked more Tilda Swinton. Especially more Tilda Swinton as a doctor. There are probably three other scenes shot in which she's like, yeah. no, come on, shut up, let's do this. Yeah, that... Don't be a fool. Um, Gosh. I'm, I think I must have seen... Uh, monster. I think I must have seen Brad Pitt dying before. Yeah, you were very... That was the one thing you seemed to get A-plus spot on. Yeah, I seem to remember it for Weird. some reason. Because it, well, it was thought, a shock when it happened, obviously. In yeah. The cinema, so. But I, I thought maybe I, I was um, mixing it up somehow with The Departed. Yeah, because I mean, they are death basically in The Departed the same, is pretty, yeah. pretty iconic. They're both basically the same death, aren't they? You know, bullet to the head. He doesn't get a bullet to head in Departed. Yeah? In no. the lift? No, you're thinking of Mark Wahlberg. Uh, not Mark Wahlberg, Matt Damon. What? No, Brad Pitt doesn't get a shot in the head in Departed. Is Brad Pitt in the Departed? No. No, that's what that's I'm saying. That's part of the reason why he um, doesn't get shot in the head in Departed. Yeah. <laughs> or during a screening, either. I, <laughs> I meant that the two deaths in... The two films are similar in oh, never mind. Um You think of Anthony Anderson. <laughs> You're thinking of uh, his hit sitcom Pittish. I was disappointed we didn't get to hear the music that he's list that uh, Brad Pitt's listening to. You got to hear him to kind of sing along to the music. Yeah, I know, like but so I thought I thought they'd it use it as a part of the soundtrack. No, no, the soundtrack is Carter Burwell. It's mm. all Carter Burwell because that score is so good. Extras, My Scenes, Finding the Burn, DC Insiders Run Amok, and Welcome Back George. Welcome Back George. Yep. Was he away for that long? He was away for so long. Yeah? Yes. His first film since Batman and Robin Forever. What? <laughs> Hold up. Batman and Robin Forever. And ever and ever. I don't remember that one. What happens in yeah. that one? That's the fifth one. Yeah. Who's the villain? <sighs> Humanity. Okay, but who's the actual Batman villain? The famous Batman villain they chose for that one or two? Man Bat. And? Joker. Fuck it. How was, was Jack back? Yeah. Wow, how much did they pay him for that? 
He volunteered. He volunteered, even yeah. though you know he really only did it because he wanted to work with uh, Burton and the money. They told him Burton was going to be directing. Was that a Schumacher joint? Yeah, Schumacher had to dress up as Burton the entire time. How many men was he sleeping with at that point? Was he was he in the ten thousand range at that point? <laughs> God, I forgot about that. <laughs> we must never forget. Schumacher fucks. <laughs> and why shouldn't he? Um. All the lost boys. I don't know what to think about this. The thing is, he hit the number 23 and then he stopped for a while. <laughs> and then, you know, he just, now he's aiming for the, 20, the number 23,000. <laughs> I like George Schumacher. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know what to think about Burn After Reading. Um, well, I didn't hate it. It's what do you just, think about the CIA? Uh, I don't... I honestly... What do you think about the children books that Elizabeth Marvel was writing, selling? Are they important at all? Well, they got her to Seattle so she can hang out with her new secret boyfriend. It's a film that makes you want to be, uh, you know, it makes you want to think... Have an affair. No, it makes you want to... Get a run-in. Examine floorboards. It makes you want to think that there's more to it. Until you get to that final scene with J.K. Simmons, and he's just like, like, "What's what's what's? Oh, who knows? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Let's not knows? do that again. Once we find out what it was we did, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nothing matters. I love it. It's it's a really and dark piece of work. The events around which uh, <laughs> Frances McDormand actually manages to get the money for her, <laughs> like she's spending the whole film multiple trying, trying to get." Money for the surgery. Not just one surgery. It's multiple surgeries. Yeah, it's, it's individual surgeries. Money for the surgeries. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. So I'm just in case you didn't remember. It is not yeah. just one surgery. It is several. It is four different surgeries. Um, and then it just ends like fuck it. Give it to him. Yeah, <laughs> give no. him the money. How much? Ah, oh, fuck it. Give it. <laughs> <laughs> it is a beautiful kiss off. I thought she was gonna show um Bush. George Clooney, the uh, George. The picture of Brad Pitt, when after George Clooney killed Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't expecting the reveal, the reveal to be like that. Like, oh, he went to this address. This particular and that was, address. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone's on their phone because it's 2008. <laughs> so everyone's communicating anyway. Oh. Ah, oh. um, oh, Lebetsky. Chivo. Chivo did this one. This is uh, sort of an underrated one, right? Yep, very yeah. much so. People did not care for it because, they, again, they were expecting something dark and brutal or like a weirdly big, broad comedy where this is a beautiful piece of quirk. Yeah, it is. Dark quirk. It's it's a brave sort of switch between the films. It's, mm. like, mm-hmm. it's like if you're going from like a really tense drama about a drummer to a musical. What kind of musical? Set in, in, set in La La Land. Where was the drummer one set? Where was it? New York? The New York, that's like the furthest away from LA as well. Wasn't, yeah. It'd be like a huge amount. It would like, it'd be, it would be like, if you go from New York to Los Angeles, I mean, that's, that. the, the temperature, the location, yeah. it's so fast, you might get yourself uh, a pain in the neck. Pain in the neck. Pain in the neck of some degree. Often because of car crashes. Oh. What's it called? First Man. Yes. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I don't... I honestly don't know what... Are you trying to compare Cohen's to Chazelle at any point? <laughs> because, can I tell you, to fuck right off... <laughs> Remember when Chazelle started off so well? Yes, I do. So well. Gave me a huge standing ovation. Yeah. And then La La Land. Such a shame. <sighs> don't trust the young people. And then First Man, which was just so nothing. inoffensive. It was just like nothing. It's like... I'm... But it wasn't inoffensive. The worst thing was it was seriously boring. Mm. It was. It was. It wasn't. It was so downbeat and introspective, which is understandable. But you have to be bombastically introspective if you can do that. Mm. Or you felt, can't have the big moments. Um, Burn after reading felt quite long, by the way. Yeah, ninety-five minutes. Yeah, for ninety-five minutes felt long. Mm. There's a lot of storylines. Yeah, a lot going on. Pack a punch. They pack a lot in there. Rich Jenkins. How how often Rich do you Jack. watch this? Like, when was the last time you watched this? Probably last year. Yeah. Yeah, I watch it frequently enough. It's a good one to put on and laugh at. There's so many great lines. Character work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of want to watch it again, but also not. Like, you you not you'll right get away. you'll yeah. get so much out of the second watch. Yeah. Knowing where everything leads to, you'll see all the little intricacies and details of character work going on from every actor. Mm. Especially Dermot Mulroney. Right. What a performance. Why don't you come down from there? Oh, <laughs> Phenomenal performer. Like um, the Dylan McDilbert. Yeah. I don't know. You don't know? I don't know what to say. You see Richard Jenkins get his head hatched open. <laughs> Poor Richard Jenkins. <laughs> this was months after Step Brothers had come out, so the audience was now oh, into right. Richard Jenkins as a person. And suddenly <laughs> they were confronted with, now you're going to have to watch him die. <laughs> By John Malkovich's hand. You remember Malkovich? He's from the Nespresso adverts. <laughs> what else? Um, I don't know what else. Malkovich. Do you remember Malkovich has got a film coming out in like a hundred years' time? Gosh, yeah. Well, yeah. not a hundred years' time now. Uh, we're clicking down the years very 90, slowly. 90, Probably 98? Yeah, 90, 97? Yeah. 96? 95? 94? I'm so excited. And I'm really kind of pissed off that I don't get to see it. Really? Yeah. Why? I know. I don't know. I know it's going to be shit. You know what it's about, right? Uh, it's set in the future. I don't know what it's about. Malkovich does blackface. <laughs> it's, it's, it's trying to get behind... He's going to do all of his performances and then lock him away for 100 years so he can't be cancelled in his time. When I first saw him in this, I was, <laughs> like, I, I was thinking about, oh, I remembered that he's got this film and it's supposed to be coming out in 100 years or whatever. Um, and I thought to myself, oh, I wonder if when it comes out, there'll be anything in that film that is regarded as offensive today, like then, in 100 years' time. <laughs> I don't know what, but like... <laughs> Well, the everyone, everyone has like cancelled bald people because bald people eats, are all famously evil. He eats a burger and everyone's vegan. <laughs> he wouldn't eat a burger. You never know. He wouldn't eat a burger. Why not? Because you have to reset and do another take with another burger, which yeah. is really complicated. You wouldn't eat food. He would not eat food. He knows enough about acting not to eat food. Bad Pitt would. He chews a lot. He does. He does love to eat He does food. love to eat those foods. Or, or chew gum in this Yeah. One. And drink from sideways. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Brad Pitt is so is gorgeous in this annoying. film. It's just so beautifully <laughs> the goofy. The hair is lovely. The tips. Yeah. The ear buds. Dancing he's, you around. You can tell he's definitely having fun in here. Yeah. And it's important to remember when Brad Pitt has fun, the audience goes with it. 
Mm. When Brad Pitt builds a uh, barn with Chiwetel for the audience just goes, why is this film builds a barn. so long? It took 12 years. Was he in 12 years asleep? He produced it. He was Jesus at the end. Jesus? Yeah, remember he had all the locks of hair and he was like, I'm, yeah, I'm just passing by. I'm going to help you set you free. Wait, what? Brad Pitt was in 12 Years a Slave? Yes. At the end? Yes. Really? Yes, famously. I don't... Seriously? Yes, it was like the last branch on his journey. I don't know what you called it for slaves having a journey. Huh. The last place he goes to, he's building a barn with Brad Pitt and they're doing the nails. I thought it was still the Paul Dano area. God, I don't even remember that. I do. There was a post, I think it was the Italian poster, which was Brad Pitt's a, a painting. It was mostly Brad Pitt. And there was like shots of other parts of the film, but mainly it was like selling you on the Brad Pitt of Jesus. 12 Years a Slave because they're racist. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, oh, dear. <clears throat> so, and we, we discovered while we were watching this, what was it? Uh, Clune Dog. Last film. F- last film. The most recent film. On his IMDb, he has a couple of Nespresso adverts before, afterwards. Oh, really? Because they, they call yeah. come off his IMDb now, so that's probably why right. I stopped trying to do them. Um, His last film was. What was it again? I can't remember now. Tomorrowland, the world of Tomorrowland. What was it? It was after Hail Caesar. Yeah, what was it? I'm trying to remind you because I don't remember. I know, but I can't it's remember. So, so unmemorable. It's 2017 George Clooney movie, or was it 2016? Um, Money Monster. Money Monster. 2016. That's how unmemorable it was. It was fucking Money Monster. Who remembers that film? He dances around. Jodie Foster's there. She's like, I think Mel Gibson's still a good guy. <laughs> Classic Jodie. Um, Did you see that film? Money Monster? Yeah. Yeah, I remember being sold on the trailer. The trailer looked like, you know, it, it didn't look amazing, but it was like it a good 90-minute thriller kind of thing. Jack O'Connell, Julie Roberts. Yeah. George Clooney dancing. But you don't remember it for George Clooney. No, you remember it for yeah. Julie Roberts in the booth. Yeah. And, and Jack, Jack O'Connell. O'Connell. You remember yeah. Jack O'Connell because he's Jack O'Connell. He's very memorable, very um, talented. What's he got coming up next? I don't know. He Is had he... his balls out for a year. Is he being married? Roof, didn't he? Who's he married to now? I can't remember. Who did he got to start up with? Isn't she a doctor or something? No. Politician? Can't remember. Jack O'Connell got married to a politician? No. George Clooney. Oh, Amal Clooney. Amal Clooney, that was it. Yeah. Human rights activist. Yeah, that was uh, it. Was and barista. Barrister. What else? Yeah, maybe. Oh, that's why he, that's he, he got married kids her. on the way. Has he he's got, got triplets, kids? Isn't it? Twins or triplets? Wow. Oh, when he so he's when definitely he gets when he gets a run in. <laughs> yeah. My God, he runs he's real. Definitely not gay now. <laughs> Wasn't that the thing? Doesn't matter if you have kids. Mm, I know gay people who have kids. Elton John's got kids. Elton John. Yeah. Elton John, John, John. It's fun being Elton John. <laughs> Elton John doesn't have kids. He has children. <laughs> He'll teach them to sing and dance and perform the Lion King every day for the rest of their lives. Um, you think one of them now, nah, the other one's Savinia. They'll name their children Mama C and Mama So. It's the circle of life. Jesus Christ. Um, Johnny, can you feel the love this afternoon? I can feel the love every afternoon. Mm-hmm. Afternoon delight. delight. <laughs> <sighs> Go on and ask me. Francis McDormand. All right. Doing comedy. 
just peppy upbeat. Not not nasty, not angry. Yeah, she was nice. Upbeat. It's so nice. It was nice to watch her. I like watching her be positive. And it's such a shame when like he runs away from her. It's like, oh, well, she's and happy. She was about to have this perfect life with this yeah. nice guy who creates, you know, sex chairs. All they need is like one quite long conversation to explain everything that's happened. She'll she'll get these four surgeries. She'll become a different woman, and they'll yeah. hang out together again. He shot his load gun. Yeah, it's all good. Oh. This is the film that really turned me around on Tilda Swinton as well. Yeah, it's like, oh, she goes, she she can be very funny. She doesn't just do weird abstract art stuff. She could be very funny. What made you not like her before now? Before I was, this film. There were a couple of the weird stuff she did, like uh, Young Adam. It's like, no, it's a Ewan McGregor film, and then specifically Michael Clayton when she got the Oscar. She got the Oscar for. Michael Tried Clayton. that, I couldn't get and into it. I don't like. I don't like uh, Tony Gilroy as a yeah. filmmaker, to be honest. But I remember being like, she's a bit of a drag in this one, particularly her American accent didn't quite fit. Yeah. And then she got the Oscar for it. And I got it's like uh, Kate Winslet for the readers. Like, ah, oh, no, no, wrong time, wrong time. Well, that's how it well, goes with the Oscars. Isn't it, it does. It really does. Fuzzy McDormand, wrong time. Should have got it for this. Yeah, I'm just Linda Litsky. Oh, oh. <laughs> Tuckman Marsh. <laughs> Tuckman Marsh. It's nice to see him in it. I haven't watched Big Bang Theory in a while. He's from Big Bang Theory. Is he? Yeah. I can't remember his name, but he's like the comic book store boy. Oh, no. Not, not, not the comic book store boy. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, it's me, the comic book store boy. <laughs> no, Tuckman Marsh is the uh, name of the, com- the one of the law firms in Intolerable Cruelty. Oh, right. Okay. So the callback. So they've got uh, their own the universe, co-universe. The, their co-universe, which co-universe. they they're co-inning back to for people who did not see Intolerable Cruelty, which was everybody, because that film was intolerable <laughs> and cruel and tea. Tea. Yes, please. <laughs> sip, sip, sip. Uh, it was such a nothing film, but great to watch. <laughs> you know, like everything that happened in it was so inconsequential mm. I just love the way it's but, done to make it feel like it's a real intense thriller it's yeah. taken so seriously and the camera shots the feeling of it all it just it's it, it's it's their ball movie <laughs> they're going to do a spy thriller but actually it's an inept piece of uh, couples therapy fuck up <laughs> everything going wrong because of sex but also God. everything goes wrong because of humanity oh the Coen brothers thank you are you mad that you watched Burn After Reading? No, no, I'm not mad at all. Would you go to DC and experience all the locations? Like how house. Can I, how can I go to a comic like book? Like Avenue. <laughs> like interior, CIA office. <laughs> that, that day. <laughs> was it the CIA building? or No, was it the, the Russian, Russian embassy? Yeah, that was a nice building. Big, yeah. imposing, brutalist design. Mm. Mm. I, I thought it was just yes. a nice... Nice, nice building. Nice choice for it. Very nice choice. Yeah. We have killed Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> what? That that bit was... Uh, did you hear anything? No. No. Good. If you heard anything, that was something interfering on our bandwidth. <laughs> we do not have anything to say. Praise Putin. <coughs> Are you movie mad for burn after reading? 
remember, I can punch you in the throat. Yeah, I am. I yep, am. good. Good answer. Will you go back again so right now? It's inconsequential, but it's, it's, it's fun. It's a lower, lower laugh. Yeah. 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 Richard Jenkins being the, the ultimate sad sack. Where? Friend-zoned. Can um, we find you? Well, if you're looking for me, you won't find me. I am uh, dressed all up in black. I've got my uh, laundry tags taken off so no one can reveal my identity. <laughs> I'm sitting in a car waiting to watch. And Ethan runs on Twitter. I am. What's you? Movie physical. underscore mad on Twitter. Movie underscore mad. Yep. On Twitter and Instagram. And anything else? Yep. What's your letterboxed? Oh, my my letterboxed is movie underscore mad. With an underscore there. Yeah. Cool. Now. Oh, wow. Sorry. <laughs> my my letterbox is at Ethan Runt, so you yeah. can always catch up and see what I've star rated recently, which is usually going to be one or two. Yeah. Maybe two and a half. Mm. Who knows? You might get a three at the end of this month. Oh, Frozen one. 2. Oh, Frozen 2. Come on, baby. <laughs> um, Sven's back. We've only got one more week of co-November. Christoph's back. Elsa's back. Yep. Anna's back. Who's that? Why, it's Olaf. Oh, he gives such warm hugs. Oh, he's back. How long has it been? Five years. Five years, bloody hell. Maybe six years. Yeah. My yo my oldest nephew is coming up to six and yeah, it must be six years because we got that and he was he was a baby when we had the giant Olaf. I saw it at We the laid the it next to him, he was tiny. I saw it at the Trocadero. Wow. That's yeah. Good. Remember when that existed? I saw it at the Odeon Leicester Square. Yeah. Remember when that was what it was before the yeah. uh, redone, which I've not seen. Have you not been in there no. yet? I can't afford nice. that. Yeah, I know. That's why I waited until October. Mm. Yeah, I was going to go see Gemini Man in 120 frames, but right. at the same time, I also like having a bank balance in the black. Yeah. I am hemorrhaging money, because I've seen Gemini Man 70 times. <laughs> I've seen more frames of Gemini Man than anyone else in the <laughs> world, even both Will Smiths put together. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, one more week of... You're to meet him. What, how are we going to round up this month? Well, we've done a lot of COVID. It's been a bit strange this month. has been a bit of a quirky month. Yeah. A lot of fair. Some light, yeah. some dark. Kind of all, all over the place, but still very much similar. And we're trying to find ones that you haven't seen. Yeah. You've seen a lot from the last decade. Yeah. If not all of them from the last decade. Yeah. So we've had to go a little bit further behind. But not that far behind. Okay. Being serious, right? Yeah. Hmm. We'll see you when you see you when we get there, I guess. You're being a silly man. A silly man? Yeah. Is that a portmanteau of cinema and humour? I'm movie mad and you're silly man. Oh, I do not like this. <laughs> I am not interested in superheroes. They are not cinema, so putting them two together <laughs> seems to be completely inadequate. Don't you love theme parks? No, I love Thelma Schoonmaker. Oh. Different kind of T-H-E. Baby. I say baby now. I say baby to you. Baby. Are You Movie Mad is part of the Podnose Network. 
the UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network, produced and edited by Andrew Jones, executive producer George Grimwood. To find out more about Podnoses Network, go to www.podnose.com.